Okay, this is pretty scary now. Okay, pull the car over. You want to see it? Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the legend of the Stikini in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. And later in the show, Gordon Ramsay is opening a restaurant in OKC, but will Harley approve? I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. There is a pretty good chance you won't approve. So in the next 6 to 12 months when we're actually able to pull into the parking lot, because that place is going to be smashed, it's going to be slammed, then we'll know, is the scotch egg the same you had when you were in the UK? You know... Is that where you had a scotch egg? No. Okay. The interesting thing about how we do our show... Is I did it completely wrong. Is, you know, we announced that uh, later in the show... We're and then we talk, talk about, about the Gordon thing. Ramsay. Then we talk about that. I'm excited. Yeah, and you just decided you were going to go right to the I end. am a Gordon Ramsay fan and have been for many years. Yes, you are. But you also are keen on making mistakes that in you, the show. That can't be... Or around the show, so why don't we just start off the show what with, is that? with your mistake on going to Guthrie Hunts? I, I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. It was the funniest thing on the planet at that time of night. I'm a, I have a, a sneaky suspicion. Suspicion. So I'll start with it. Had it all planned out. Been talking about this thing for weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, been invited out. Come on out. Come see us. Come take a picture. Okay. I even mentioned that we're going to be there on Sunday. I'm not saying anybody was wrong for not calling me out then, but nobody said anything then. Plan went went according to plan. Kids had babysitters. Grandson was at uh, the babysitters. We went. My son, who's kind of a, he's a man about town. He knows where all the little cool little spots are. He's perfect. He's a perfect scout for the show. We went and had Peruvian food. It was a good experience. Drove out to Guthrie. Get there. There's no one there. And I thought to myself, in my idiosyncrasy, my idiocracy, I thought, well, we're getting a VIP. We're getting, we're the only ones that are going to be here. And then it really dawned on me. I'm like, it's Sunday night. Mm-hmm. It's a school night. Mm-hmm. Nothing fun about a haunted house on a Sunday night unless you live in the Stone Lion Inn, which I'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So when it dawned on me, we all pulled out our phone and closed, closed, closed. And then the, the Facebook uh, comments, uh, we're closed, came up. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, I was like, hey, who wants to go <laughs> look at the Stone Lion Inn? Um, a reputed haunted house in Guthrie. We pivoted. So the, I'm glad that you openly admit yeah. your mistake. Yeah. I do want to point out. That you tagged your oh I know the restaurant that oh, you I ate know. yeah at it does turn out that the restaurant you tagged is in Ecuador so the drive from Ecuador to Guthrie must have been really fast it was in Ecuador yes Zambrano's restaurant that you tagged is in Ecuador oh my god I, I just, was like I've never heard of that restaurant and I clicked on the link that you provided I guess and I'm the, like how, I was like Ecuador oh man I am off it today. I'm not doing well at all. Yeah. I'm working too much. That's is, what it is. Is that, is that what we're going with? Um, but yeah, we're going to we definitely, by the time this recording reaches the 
the universe, I will have set the universe on its axis because I'm going back. We'll have gone back to the haunted house and we'll talk about it at some point. Assuming everything goes off without a hitch. <laughs> well, Oklatober is continuing with or without you. Well, and speaking of revisiting and, and doing things over, kind of, this, yes. this next story is, you know, we've had a couple stories lately where it kind of brings back the old feels of doing the old Travelogy show way back when. Yes, we, I, you know, I don't know if we ever really explained that very well, but we used to do a show called Travel Oddities. And yeah. It was about weird places to visit. And what we realized is the shows were more fun and people enjoyed them more when they were places that we went to. Right. And we also thought there's a lot of cool stuff to do in Oklahoma. There's a lot of cool stuff to do in Oklahoma. And I know it's seminal, but we did a, sh- we, I think we did a show on the Stinkini. We did a show on the Stinkini. Over, but it was over Kanawha. Yes, there is a story out of Kanawha, but today's story is not out of Seminole. It's out of Tecumseh. Oh, Tecumseh, sorry. I, it's the they're Seminole, in the same route. The Seminole tribe right. has the legend of, of the, the Stikini. Yep. And this is, a, it's good for this time of year. Oh, it's yeah. a scary story. Yeah, it is. This mythical monster is probably going to scare your boots off. And steal them. Basically... To me, when I think of the Stinkini, and we'll get into the lore, it's basically the T-1000. It it can shape shift into nearly anything. It, it Ma- maybe can, an ice pick. Let's get into yeah, okay. the yeah. actual okay. story, okay. the legend behind it. So the Stinkini are evil shapeshifters. Yes. In the daytime, they're supposed to look just like you and I, normal yeah. people. They mow their lawns. They have jobs. They collect beanie babies. But at night... They transform into an owl-like monster, specifically like a skinny half-human, half-owl. Yeah. Some people have described it as like a skinny-looking witch. Yeah. But they're believed to be evil witches who transform themselves into undead, giant, owl-like monsters. Now, I take issue with you saying they collect beanie babies. Number one, not very many people do that anymore, so it would kind of stick out that Janice collects... Beanie Babies. So I didn't want to call you out specifically and say collect helmets from <laughs> Star Wars. So I uh, I did a throwback to Beanie Babies. Well, I do collect action figures. And as I well. think Beanie Babies are pretty Niche? close to evil. They so can be. I think if uh, if you were a Stinkini, you might collect Beanie Babies anyway. Well, that's a red, that's a Stinkini red flag. You collect Beanie Babies, possibly. I didn't think about that, but it is a, possi- a possibility that that's something to watch out for. Yes. You have a neighbor. They have a Beanie Baby collection. They disembowel people at night. Exactly. Right. So according to legend, this thing is technically dead, but is constantly reanimated. The story is disgusting. Oh, yeah. So these things roam the, the forests at night hunting for their favorite food, which yep. is sleeping humans. <laughs> Especially children, and their favorite cut is the, the still beating heart of their victims. I mean, the so favorite cut at night. God. I don't know the best way to say it. Their favorite food. That yeah, that makes it sound like uh, the breast or the loin of the human. I mean, come on, <laughs> go ahead. I mean. They might eat a liver and some fava beans, but I with think nice the heart is the... With a nice Chianti or a Coca-Cola Classic? Go so ahead. The, the story goes that these things, at night, 
will go off into the woods and they vomit up their own in- organs to make room <laughs> and hang them in a tree or hide them so animals don't get to them. And then it changes its appearance into oftentimes a great horned yeah. owl. According to legend, they can transform into any creature. They mm. just prefer the owl shape. So after they're out collecting the hearts, yeah. they take them back. It cooks the heart in an enchanted pot and eats it in secret. And according to legend, these things need to eat a human heart every day. You know, the fact that you said a, a horned owl, in a, most Native Native American lore, the owl is a, a representation of death. It's bad luck. There's a lot of uh, negative connotations surrounding the owl as a as an animal or as a creature. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense that this would be a harbinger of death. Honestly, the well, since that's the mo- I think when they talk about the stinkini, I think most descriptions probably align with the owl. Mm-hmm. So I mean it. It I mean it checks out. My thoughts. What like a vampire? It sounds like a vampire. Like you have to eat the heart. Uh, I don't know about vampires. I hate vampires, man. They're, they've got rabies and they're narcissists. <laughs> they want the girls and want the boys. I mean, nah. So apparently encounters with the st- stickini are yeah. rare, but the internet is full of tales. And we've got a story coming up in just a few straight out of the pages of the internet. But I think one, running across one of these things in a dark forest yeah. in Oklahoma at night, I'm probably moving to one of the coasts. I'm going to get as far away as possible and have as many people around me as possible. Listen, when we went, and not to bring up Kanawha, but it's it's up the road, you, yeah, a little ways up the road from, from Tecumseh. Um, when we went kind of on a quest, went to an area where there were there were some sighting, reputed, uh, reported, sorry, reported sightings of the Stinkini. Admit it. We were, it was during the day, and there was still... Kind of this vibe, it just felt, and maybe it's because we knew kind of a little bit of the background, but it it just felt like. Uh, you could say that, but let's be honest, we had a proprietor of a restaurant tell us that we should not be, be walking around by ourselves in this town. Or, I wish, I'd, I wish we'd have had this on video. Is there video of the guy, the man with the 12 cats following him down the street? You remember that guy? Yes. Everything about, and that's the thing about... These type of legends, when you start getting in the in the weeds, and at the time we were still in the thick of doing travel oddities, anything and everything strange happens when you're on these. It always ends up it's a choose your own adventure almost. By the time you're you're in the middle of it, you know. And, and I think we should tell the the story at some point down the road again about our witch's grave experience. But I mean, we've had some experiences. Looking for these things that kind of it just makes you kind of like it gives you the heebie-jeebies of our one of your famous words. But again, I think the stakini, the legend of the stakini, is creepy on its face. Yeah, but it there, really is. There, are literally, people say if you hear the cry of the stakini, it's Too said late. to be an <laughs> omen of impending death. And by then, you know, the people have have said they've had experiences with them. Uh, haven't really had experiences with them. I think they'd probably be dead unless they're within that age range or that that group that the stakini tries to avoid. You'll never hear, hear a child tell you about the time they ran into a stakini. 
They like kids. So I know that <laughs> your your tribe is yeah. not the Seminole right. the Seminole tribe, but uh-huh. do you have any stories like that from from your tribe that you know? For some reason, you don't get a lot of those stories. Like I said, a lot of those stories about the the owl and things like that, and and seeing like white buffalo and, and things like that, kind of pass through different. It's kind of an intertribal legends and lore. Unfortunately, I, I've I've never heard. I think probably more so than anything would be like Bigfoot sightings and things like that, hmm. uh, because most of the uh, I would say the the true tribal members live you know, east of Shawnee, so in the wooded areas. So I would say that would probably be aligned more to that type of that mythology or legend, if you will. Yeah, I just never heard anything like that passed down. Well, apparently there are some options to protect yourself against a stakini. I mean, kind of. Yeah. So there are three different options for destroying a stakini and they none of these sound easy so the first one is that you can find their organs that they've hidden overnight yeah while it's still out hunting and destroy it before dawn mm. not that sounds like too much of a challenge the second mm-hmm. one is and this kind of goes to what i said about vampires apparently sunlight to a stakini in its when it's not in human shape is fatal where so, do they? Where do they roost? Where do they go? That's like I mean, I, I mean, we don't have the answer. They to don't that. because in the daytime they look like you and I, right? But how how do you avoid getting caught with your stinkini pants down? Basically, I I don't know. But then the last one is number three on the list of ways to rid yourself of, of a stinkini. Yeah, you can use arrows decorated with owl feathers mm-hmm. and then ritually blessed and dressed with sacred herbs. Hmm. Will apparently kill a stakini in case you're in a horror movie and you need a way out. Well, and there's a lot. There's golly, it seems like on every corner there's a place for sacred herbs these days. But uh, yeah, I don't uh, know if it's the, that kind of <laughs> herb. Just put a marijuana peach ring around the end of it. I don't know what you do. <laughs> you know, and and that's the other thing too. Like if I was a stinkini, I'd be the worst at it because I can't set my keys down without. I mean, how many times have I left here without? Picking something up. Oh yeah, I'd forget where I put my intestines. I'd yeah, be like, I'd be like reaching down, like I'm trying to find my <laughs> wallet. I would be terrible at it. Why hasn't there had? Why hasn't there been a movie about these? That would be terrifying you or know, cheesy. Yeah, I think it's probably one of those things. You know, I guess the the next step up in in Native American lore would mm-hmm. be like the Wendigo. Yeah, the Wendigo, yeah, for sure. And they've done some movies, and I don't know that I've been impressed by any of them. I think Antlers it's... is good. A movie that's not based in America, but you've seen The Ritual, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of have a Wendigo It does, it did, it. but again, that's an, a Native American legend. I'm yeah. pretty sure they were going off of some Norwegian legend. Well, it kind of, ha- well, I know, but still, I think they're in the same family. <laughs> I don't want to go to their family reunion. No, I don't either. <laughs> so as far as sightings go, we do have one from Tecumseh, Oklahoma. I'm just going to read verbatim. Yeah. Stolen straight out of the pages of the internet. Back in circa 2006, I was 14. My uncle was visiting. He was 17 at the time. It was us plus my little brother, who was seven, home alone. We lived in some housing additions in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. 
There's a side street in front of our house with the street light just past the middle of the block. It was about 8 or 9 p.m. and we decided we were going to ride our bicycles for a bit, which... 2006 seems like a yeah about the time people a good activity yeah so my uncle had his bike out first and took off up the side street i was helping my brother with his bike i see my uncle turn around real quick and yelled for us to go back inside once all three of us were back inside the door locked he said he saw a stakini monster my uncle brought a cassette camera recorder with him when he came to visit it had night vision capability he brought it out Zoomed in all the way. After a few seconds, we see a really large owl hop under the streetlight. It continued to hop and look around for about a minute and then turned around. The stakini spread its wings and took off. The wingspan covered the entire width of the road. For perspective, three cars could fit side by side from curb to curb. I mean, that's all I need to know, but I do want to see the video. So according to the story, he had his camera, but he did not have a tape. Oh, man. You know... I guess maybe he probably had a tape and it was Dallas reruns or something. Or something else on a video cassette that you don't want to, you know, record over because it's, you know, you might need it. But it's it's where you lose me every time. You know, we did, we did a story last week about the guy in the UFO videotaping with his phone and all the light laser point. This, you had one job. This is your break. This is your... Sh- your shot to take, and you literally couldn't take the shot. Who who has a video camera with no with no video tapes? Well, they were kids. I know, but you can go inside and grab Lion King. I can tell I can tell you right now how to take the Lion King, pull the tabs off, slap tight tape over it, and record over it and right you're, now. You're sure that his 2006 camcorder with it could have been night a vision capable, capability. <clears throat> Also worked with your... No, probably not. It probably had the minis in it. Yeah. In 2006. I'm just saying, God, it's always... I'm not trying to poop with a story. It's it's got legs. It's got wings, for that matter. You had one job. One... Even, I think, a flip phone then had a little camera on it. Didn't it? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the video would look like on a flip phone. A a Motorola Razor, 2006? Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to guess that that wouldn't have been the best. And then on top of that, it didn't have night vision. Yeah. So, but really, I've got got a link in the show notes for the story from phantomsandmonsters.com. But the next time you hear the eerie hoot of an owl at night, remember this legend. Mm -hmm. Tread carefully. Those those, uh, forests can get a little spooky. Hide your kids, hide your wives. This stinkini's running loose out there. <laughs> Absolutely. And after the break, <laughs> is Gordon Ramsay's restaurant going to serve chicken fried steak? The wait is almost over. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So I know that you're a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Massive. And I'm going to say I am as well. And I don't know that I'm, I hate the idea of Gordon Ramsay coming to Oklahoma City, 
But the new story today out of KOKH, the wait is almost over for the highly anticipated restaurant that will make its grand opening this week, which would have been last week right. in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I'm a, I've been watching Gordon Ramsay since Kitchen Nightmares on BBC. I like any I've got some catching up to do cuz I'm a busy guy, but I love Hell's Kitchen, I love MasterChef, I love MasterChef Junior. I like it all, Kitchen Nightmares, everything. I like his style, I like his critiques. I and I'm glad he chose Oklahoma City, but I almost feel like oh god, are we going to screw this up somehow? Are we going to are people going to be complaining about Ramsey's Kitchen on Facebook in six months about the, I don't know, the chicken fried steak. I don't think he's going to have chicken fried steak. I you did don't look that? over the menu. Oh, okay. And I don't see chicken fried steak, which I'm going to be honest, I prefer that Gordon Ramsey not come to Oklahoma and try to make the Oklahoma dish for Oklahoma. Like, we already got it. Thanks. They have figgy pudding. What? They ain't got no banana pudding? I guarantee you're going to get all kinds. They're like, scotch egg. You you can't get it scrambled. I I just I know there's going to be some uncultured dinglings going to the freaking Ramsey's kitchen. And what's the problem with that? Nothing's the problem with it. But sometimes we don't we don't know how to act when we're in public. I don't know who you're talking about. There are people that will go to Ramsey's kitchen and yes, go. But there are people in Great Britain that will go to Ramsey's kitchen and do the same damn thing. They'll just do it with a slightly different accent. It's not posh enough here. I guarantee it. There's going to be some. There's going to be some criticisms, and that's fine. You think they're going to be criticisms based on the food quality, the food quality, or, or the type, the type of food? I don't. I can't see going to a Gordon. If you're an Oklahoman, um, I'm going to have to say I'm a little ticked at you. Why? For the implication that Oklahomans can't enjoy something with a little bit of international flair. I'm not saying they can't, but I think there's going to be a, a small percentage. I think you're wrong. Okay. There's no way anybody anybody going to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, Ramsay's Kitchen, if I believe that's what it's going to be called, there's no way anybody going to that restaurant who's willing to spend probably $200 a person is going to be like, I don't know what this is. I ain't going to eat it. This ain't a hush, puppy. I know. I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying there might, there's a chance. There's a solid chance. People, they get excited about something, and then everybody shows up, and then the people that are the most interested are the ones that stick around. That's all I'm saying. In most cases, I think that's that's how it is. People want to be a part. I think for a while, Ramsey's is going to be an experience more. Yeah, sure, you're going for the food. You're probably going for a chance that maybe Gordon Ramsey is hanging out for a little while and, and cussing out the kitchen staff. And then you're kind of there for the, the there's going to be a fair amount of people that are there for the food experience. There's going to be another percentage of people that are there because it's Ramsey's kitchen. And it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal because it's fine dining coming to Oklahoma city. And I know there, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but this is like a big spotlight. Oh, it's kind a of big thing. spotlight. You're right. And, you know, Michelin starred chef. Yeah. So Oklahoma City can have a international, internationally recognized Michelin rated restaurant. That would be huge for us. I just don't. I mean, maybe I just lack faith in major corporate kitchens. And the reason why I say that, and I'm not saying places like BJ's or I don't know, pick just name one dot com restaurant, but. 
most places the food is good for X Y Z, you know, X Y Z amount of months, and then it slowly starts to taper off. I just don't want it to be one of those places where it's like guns are blazing, and then you know, the next time you go in there, you know, next year, if you can again, if you can get a seat, the service and things start to dip off. I just think sometimes it just it runs its course, and then it's just not this. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm forecasting that I don't want it to end up being one of those places where it's like went from fine dining to average dining. Is it is it going to be a restaurant that's managed to hit Gordon Gordon Ramsay's standard standards once he's not here every two weeks to make sure everybody's got their shit together? Well, does that make any sense? Sort yeah, of? I mean, yeah. If you're an asshole, well, I guess I am. So it's got his name on it. Well, I know. Trust you, me. You've seen all of the, the television shows with Gordon Ramsay in it, and he rips people a new one for doing stuff in somebody else's kitchen that well, he I, didn't, I didn't approve of. But Burger King has his name on it, and when's the last time they've been good? Oh, my God. <laughs> Gordon <or> Ramsay's <laughs> Kitchen is going to be located at 1336 West Memorial Road. It's in the Premier Entertainment Amen District. District yeah. I think it's got legs. Yeah, for sure. And I think if if this guy runs, he, he kind of, he runs his whole empire with an iron fist. Yeah. So I don't see this going, I don't think that this is going to be taking a dive. But some of the stuff on the menu, sticky chicken wings with Korean barbecue glaze. Obviously, you know, it's Gordon Ramsay, so you're going to have beef wellington, things like that. You'd mentioned the scotch egg, I think. Well, he's going to have scallops on the on the menu. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's, that's a guarantee. A, that's a guarantee. The, in the, if you hadn't named the beef Wellington off, I'd be like, "How is it? This isn't a Ramsey restaurant." So the <laughs> the restaurant is pretty big, seven thousand square foot. It's going to seat a hundred and fifty people in the main dining area. It's got a patio section with additional seating for seventy five that overlooks the lake. There are twenty seats at the bar. This is a relatively big restaurant. Yeah, it's did you, how many square feet? Seven thousand square feet. That's I thought you said seven hundred. Did you say seven hundred? No, seven thousand okay. square I th- feet. I, well, sorry, I thought you said seven hundred. Yeah, seven thousand square feet's a pretty sizable restaurant, but I still it's going to be packed to the gills. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think anybody has any chance, and unless you're connected all the way up, I think if you are on Governor Stitt's christmas card list you'll probably you could probably get a seat at oh Ramsey's yeah. kitchen sometime soon sometime I'm, this decade well i'm sure he's gonna have a front he's gonna be vip for a while so hours of operation 11 a.m to 10 p.m sunday through thursday and 11 to 11 on friday and saturday i like i, I do too i like the full schedule yeah i'll include a link to their website in the show notes but i think it's going to be awesome I don't know what what Brett's problem is. I don't have a problem. I'm, I I'm, I just don't want it to get run down. I feel like you're giving bad reviews, and there hasn't even been like you haven't even had the opportunity to hear other people's reviews, right. let alone see the food yet. You're right. I'm terrible at that. You know, I preach about reviews. I've been called out about my three out of five reviews on other podcasts for crying out loud. So. <laughs> The well, word the word's getting around. Speaking of reviews, sure. We do have a great review. Yes, we do. We always have one. At least one. This is from Disgrace via Apple Podcasts. Ah. Great review. The review title, great podcast. 
I the like actual it. review, great restaurant recommendations. We know what is legit yes. to eat in the state of Oklahoma. Because clearly the only takeaway take from most reviews is our restaurant reviews. We we eat. We're we're eaters. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we got some more feedback from our friends over at Shirley Can't Be Serious Podcast. Uh, in response to our last show, my wife and I love to visit Ardmore for a little weekend getaway. Far enough to go on vacation, close enough to rush home if we're needed. Best restaurants near Ardmore. These might be on the list of four ones for you to check out for sure. Fireside Grill, Cafe Alley, and Two Frogs. I've heard Two Frogs is legendary. I don't know how we, we've managed to not do that. It says, do yourself a favor and take your wife to Shiloh Morning Inn in Dixon. Also, I visited Kauai, Hawaii, and spent some time in a certain Jurassic Park location. That was in that was in response to our uh, filming locations mm-hmm. conversation, obviously. And Raiders of the Lost Ark locations, freaking cool! Great show today. Keep it up. Love it. And I know we talked about food. I think we should just call it food back. Food back instead of feed us back. Oh God! So I have some more food back. Oh God, no! But this is different. This has the lowest calorie count that we've had thus far. Zero calories. It's from Shy Oki Hot Sauce. I met up with Roy with uh, Shy Oki and got a little bit of the history. Shy, meaning he's from Chicago. His wife's from Oklahoma. They uh, used to they operated a Chicago hot dog style cart and were peddling their sauces for free. People wanted to buy them, so we, they put this. They put this hot sauce company together, and now they're they're killing it. I tried the Black Mamba, which is the hottest one. But the funniest part about the whole thing, I said, you're a hot dog guy. I want you to do this. We're going to go in here to the hot dog roller. <laughs> we were at Onkyo, we I'll be honest. I said, go in here to the hot dog roller. I want you to make me a hot dog that you would make on your hot dog cart. So he proceeded to make me a hot dog with a pickle on the side, some jalapenos, a little bit of relish, and some mustard. And he said, the key to a hot dog is you don't want to crowd it with a bunch of toppings. You want to be able to have a, a section for here, here, and here. So we did that. I put some hot sauce on it. That was great. I needed to try some more. So I had something else to put hot sauce on. I'm telling you right now, absolutely do yourself a favor Aside from my rambling about Shioki hot sauce, they've got a hot sauce literally for everything. I I picked up some Rush Springs watermelon hot sauce. I've got Black Mamba. I've got Pit Viper. I mean, they're all different ones. The hottest one, like I said, is is Black Mamba. It's five at five out of five peppers. Which, if you know me, mm-hmm. three out of five is is my average. But highly, highly recommend. Super, super nice guy. Hardworking. Working on distribution right now uh, to, 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 to spread the word. And I'm here to tell you, if you like hot sauce, look up Shy Oki on Facebook. They're going to be at a few events. We'll uh, put a link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, put a as link well. in the show notes. And they're doing the, the Luther Pecan Festival as well coming up in November 18th and 19th. So if you get a chance, step out, go try it. They will let you sample their sauces. They've got 16 or 17 flavors. Highly recommend. So, yeah. Check them out. Shioki. Awesome. Well, if you have food. No. We're not doing that. If you have feedback, not a feedback for Brett. Or a feedback. feedback, uh, (laughs) Please shoot us over an email. Yes. Onlyinokshow at gmail.com. Absolutely. 
Well, this has been Oklatober on the Only in OK Show. New episodes every week. Rain, sleet, or snow. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. Coffee's real good. So do you put... Have you ever had um, Kerrygold butter? Yes. It's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like twice filtered, grass-fed or something like that. I refuse to eat anything eat anything from Lando Lakes. The only... I won't eat... I don't eat okay, any lying. butter that is not actual butter. Heard some singing about they can love. The problem... Here's the problem I have with you. Because everything that you do, if I say, dude, this is delicious. What's the recipe? I don't know. Just a bunch of stuff together. Yeah. You, But you approach that with every aspect. Like, I can't trust you. Don't treat me like your meatloaf, dude. I don't want a, a pinch of that. This is homemade. I This could kill me. I, I don't trust it. Have you watched anything? Have you watched, have you watched uh, Fall of the House of Usher yet? No. Sorry, Mike Flanagan. No. World turn blue. No. Well, I don't know. Way in the back where I sit alone. <laughs> think think of losing you. you. But this is the best part. I, I spend, spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. Oh, <laughs> if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely. To watch, watch your broken dream dance in an arrow of beams of a neon moon. I bet Amber is recording this <laughs> shit at the door. <laughs> okay, what are we doing? But there's an apartment complex off of Santa Fe every time I pass it. It's called Seminole Ridge. So I always go, blow, blow, Seminole Ridge. Blow like you know. I do it every time. And every time I'm going to... Shawnee, it says Seminole. I'm like, blow, blow, Seminole, win. <laughs> yes, okay, and we've said everything that we cannot say publicly on here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh, it's magic. No, never believe it's not so. It's magic. No. So the guy that sang that song. Have you seen the commercial? There's an Ozempic song that he's doing. It goes, oh, oh, Ozempic, you know. <laughs> oh, never believe it's not so. Seriously, it's an Ozempic commercial that says that on it. Yeah, it's so cute when he does it. When he does the thing that made him famous and he changed the word to something that's more popular now than he was ever in his life. So cute. No cost to employer or employees. Are you kidding me right now, Phil? Three, two, one.